Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh! Run. Two on one. Green the finish. Wow, the alley Turned the corner. Inside! He made Yusuf Nurkic a screensaver. Here comes Murray. Alley up to Gordon. Oh, what a play! Joined now by Kevin Farragan, of host of Dennis Podman. He's covering the Chicago Bulls for us here at the Alley-Oop. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me, man. We've seen a little bit of a turnaround here for the Chicago Bulls. What can you tell us? Seven and three in their last ten games. It looks pretty good. Yeah, they've been better uh, recently. Um, they had a little bit of a, a skid. Um, they were playing very well. They had a little bit of a skid the last few games where they were more like middling again. Um, but that was... Primarily, I think, a result of Nikola Vucevic being out. And, um, you know, Nikola Vucevic, not a perfect player, but um, once if you down Zach Levine and down Nikola Vucevic um, and have just Damar uh, as your sort of person that can draw two defenders, um, it gets pretty uh, hard to, to score, especially when Damar's on the bench. So they sure. struggled a little bit there. But overall, yeah, the quality of play has been... Um, much improved since the start of the year when they were started five and 14 in uh, the first 19 games before Zach Levine um, took a seat with his, uh, I think his foot injury. Um, and yeah, it's uh, the, the aesthetically, I think more so than anything is that they've been playing fun basketball, which is like, you know, I told you before the season, I had pretty low expectations um, and low uh, like, my my bar for what I was hoping to see this season was pretty low. Um, right. They they started out below it somehow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I mostly just want them to be fun and competitive on a night to night basis, and um, they they've been that uh, since they got embarrassed uh, in the in season tournament game against the Celtics. So. Yeah, and that's that's a good start, and it certainly feels like the in-season tournament was a, a weird kind of, there's a weird kind of blip for a lot of teams. We've seen teams fare well after it. We've seen teams fare poorly after it, especially when they started well. Uh, but maybe Chicago's just one of those teams that needed a little bit of a kick in the pants and uh, needed an opportunity to kind of grow, and kind of growing without Zach a little bit. Uh, we've seen guys like Kobe White really break out and, and have some awesome plays over the course of these last few weeks. Uh, what can you tell us about that breakout? Because it's mostly been without Levine. Yeah, so I mean, I think the biggest thing with Kobe is that um, you know the thing with that that Zach being off um, and out with his injury was uh, that he Kobe got more touches and he got more minutes, um, and uh, he got to show off really uh, all the work that he's put in over the last few years. Kobe's been, Kobe's been getting steadily better. Um, he, he, he never, um, until this year really made a big enough leap for it to like stand out in the bulls. You know, they were, uh, a middling underachieving kind of team for most of the time that he was putting in this work and getting better. But, um, he's really improved his handle a lot. Um, that's, I think the base of, his improvement is that he he used to be very much a guy that went one speed and it was full speed all the time uh, and sure. it was always in a it was always in a straight line. Um, he doesn't have a particularly amazing first step. Uh, he's fast, but he doesn't have that burst. Um, and so he was a good transition player and he's a good shooter, 
but he didn't really have a whole lot in terms of, um, you know, change of pace and getting into the the teeth of the defense um, and and making good things happen consistently because uh, he just was going as fast as he could all the time. Um, he's slowed down. Uh, he's tightened his handle, and that's opened up his playmaking uh, because as his handle has gotten better, he's drawing more defensive attention. Um, other than just being a catch and shoot guy, and it's it's all kind of come together for him um, in in the last you know twenty games or so. So um, he's and the thing I will say about Kobe too is that he's gone on heaters before. Um, where he just like is making every shot, uh, sure, and then he goes into these funks where he misses everything, and that happened in this stretch as well. But the difference is, is that he continued to make make plays um, for his teammates, uh, teammates who were still guarding him even when he was missing. Um, and before, um, you know, teams would still guard him, but like he didn't, he couldn't really make defenses pay if his shot wasn't going in. Um, and he's always going to be a liability on defense. I think he he's gotten a lot better. Um, just in terms of being better about his rotations and communicating on defense and all those sorts of things. But like, if you go look at his impact metrics, he's still like a fairly harmful defensive player and he still gets targeted uh, by, by teams. um, Because when you look at the bulls lineup, uh, he's usually going to be the weak link uh, defensively. And so teams really go at him, Um, but he's not nearly the liability on that end that he used to be. And so he's, He's got to a point where even if his shot isn't going in, he can still um, at least be a neutral player, which is, gotcha. you know, that helps you minimize a lot of your, uh, the worst kind of games. And then when you're hitting, then it makes it that more like gravy. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And uh, just speaking anecdotally, he was always somebody who, when you, when you're facing the bulls, if I, if I'm watching the nuggets and they're facing the bulls, then he was a guy in previous years that, you allow him to beat you and you don't necessarily like sell out in order to stop Kobe white. Now we kind of got to sell out to stop Kobe white a little bit because he's been very good shooting the basketball and he is a guy that you have to run out or else if you're giving him wide open shots, he's proven that he can, he can take those and make those at a, at a very high rate. And that's been good to see. So glad to see him continue to break out. That might be the next iteration of the, of the Chicago bulls though, because Levine's back. He did come off the bench in in this last game, and I'm curious to see how long that lasts. But uh, should be it fascinating be to see. <laughs> He's not going to be on the bench for very long. I I think that might have even Damn. just been a, a one off uh, thing. To, um, I mean, it's weird though. They're 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 very injured right now. Um, I mean, getting Zach and uh, Vucevic back helped them be less injured, but. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Williams is hurt. Uh, Tory Craig is hurt. Um. And uh, Zach and Vooch just came back. So they're, they've been, you know, running out weird lineups anyway. And so, um, but I think with Zach and Vooch both coming off the bench uh, against the Hornets most recently, their first game back, I think that was just a let's ramp them up. Uh, you know, it's the Hornets <laughs> kind sure. of deal. Yeah. Um, I think that those guys will be starting pretty soon, um, if not the next game. Um, but it, um, I mean, Zach was fine. His first game back, uh, I think he, you know, made a conscious effort to, um, to fit in. Uh, yeah. And I think that, you know, um, he's probably been maybe a little bit humbled by uh, the reporting, which is that they the Bulls are trying to help him and get him somewhere else because it seems like that's what he wants. 
Uh, and, um, just seems, it just seems like nobody really wants him for that money, man. Like four years, 180 yeah. million. That's a, that's a lot of cash for a guy who has struggled to fit into a winning system before. Yeah. I mean, I think that Zach is, I think that the talk around Zach is a little, uh, has gotten a little bit too much, uh, to be honest. And like, I, sure. I, I know that that perspective is coming, you know, uh, from me, who obviously uh, is biased, and if, my, if they can get something for him that uh, would help uh, my favorite team, that you know, so you can take this with the appropriate amount of salt. But I, I just, you know, I've also watched the guy for years now, and he is a very talented player. Um, he's not, a, he's not the defensive like uh, apocalypse that people talk about him as. Um, he's like very much like a serviceable. Uh, shooting guard defender at this point. Uh, he was not that to start this year because he was pouting. Um, sure. And that's to his um, discredit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but I, I think that for the most part, he's been a professional here and he is an incredibly talented guy. I think honestly, the biggest thing for Zach, and this might be why it's hard to find a good fit for him, is that, he has to go somewhere to, to get Zach Levine to be kind of um, what your, you know, what his idealized version of him would be. Uh, he has to go to a place where there is a hierarchy where he knows he's not the guy. Um, because when he thinks he's the guy, he behaves that way and he's not the guy. Right. <laughs> and, um, it, it, and so, like, uh, the Lakers would be a good fit roster-wise. I hate what they have to offer. Um, so, sure. like, Every, selfish- everybody does, by the way. <laughs> yeah, selfishly, I, I don't, like, uh, want him to go to the Lakers. But I think from, like, purely, like, if you wanted to get the best version of Zach Levine, going to the Lakers is, like, a really good option. Um, even going to the Sixers, where he would, like, clearly be behind uh Embiid in the pecking order but even that like I'd be I think I'd be a little bit like does he think he's better than Maxi <laughs> because yeah, like or does he think he should be taking touches from Maxi because like I don't know if I would want that if I was a Sixers fan um uh and then like I don't know I'm trying to think of the other teams that have like well, if you if yeah, you went to the Kings if you went to the Kings, like that's another place that's been rumored. I think that's like a, a disaster because he definitely mm. thinks he's better than De'Aaron Fox. Like, there's no way that he doesn't think that he's better than De'Aaron Fox. I don't think he's better than De'Aaron Fox, but Zach definitely thinks he's better than De'Aaron Fox, or at least like the same. Uh, and right. in which case, like, wh- which is where he's at with Demar, um, which has been like the whole problem. It's like he thinks he should have the ball late, and Demar has the ball late all the time because Demar's better at that stuff. Sure. Yeah, I. I can look at a couple of teams and, and see a fit. I could see an alleyway for him to, to fit in pretty well. Uh, Dallas, we've talked about before, is a team that would be a decent option, although they'd be really punting on defense at that point if you're doing Luka, Kyrie, and Zach Levine. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, they're already punting on defense, though. Like, is he fair. is he going to be a worse yeah. defender than, than uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who, which is, like, probably the guy that you're replacing in the rotation? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think he's probably a better defender than Tim Hardaway Jr., to be honest. Um, 
What about and, what about the Warriors and like you, you trade him for somebody like an Andrew Wiggins or or maybe it's Chris Paul's expiring contract and then you say, I don't, I don't want I don't want Wiggins back. He that's like a worse contract than Zach to me because Zach is still like a good player. He's overpaid, but he's a good player. Wiggins yeah. is like one of the worst players in the league now. Um, I don't know what's going on with him, but he is horrible and he's making like 25 million dollars a year for the next four years i don't want that wiggins contract at all <laughs> I, I don't know you if you saw the rave in my in my camera just now but i was, I was having some flashing over there but uh, uh <laughs> no right. i think that's that's the that's my computer rejecting the idea of a golden state trade that would be a bad idea uh, well but- i think i think the golden state thing like i think there's probably pathways for that to 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 get to something that works but i just don't know how they feel about Zach. Everything that I've been told by, you know, uh, people that know things is that the, that the warriors aren't like Zach, like super into Zach. Um, oh, I bet, and I bet they're not, but like they are also not good. So like, yeah, they need a talent not, upgrade and he would be, yeah. he would represent that. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah. I, I think they should be, I think they should be more interested than they seem to be, to be honest. Um, sure. and especially with Chris Paul being injured, like I think, now might be the time to if you're gonna do that like the bulls i think would take probably like um like one of their young players like moody i know they don't want to give up pods i would want pods but like they're not gonna give me pods for for zach (laughs) like (laughs) i just don't like so if they gave them like moody cp3 and like maybe one future first like if that gets it done for zach i think i would do that and i think because you get off the zach money um, and Chris Paul is like a mentor to Kobe white and like, he probably won't play for a while cause he broke his wrist. Um, sure. but like, I don't know. I don't think that's like the worst, the worst idea in the world. And like the Warriors really can't like, they're bad enough. Um, and they just got destroyed by the Raptors. Like they're, uh, they're bad enough that they need to like make some changes and get some like more quality rotation guys in there. And they can't really afford to have, uh, Chris Paul's contract, value sitting on the bench for the next six to eight no, weeks. I agree. I, I definitely agree. I think there's there's something to that idea. And there are there should be teams that emerge for Levine where you see a guy who has averaged 25, 5 and 5 basically. And very would efficiently be, too. That's like, like the other thing. Like exactly. He, he would be an efficient fit. See my my computer is now doing this again. I don't know if you're seeing this, but it's now raving. <laughs> I just don't understand what's going on. But okay. You got a you got a ghost in the machine. I guess so. We're we're trying to we're trying to send Zach places that he just doesn't want to go. Um, okay, back to the Bulls here, and we'll wrap up with this if my computer just calms down. Um, what would like? So, what what is your approach then over the next six weeks if you're the Bulls? Because it's now approaching kind of the the crux of the season where you have to decide: Are we going to be a buyer? Are we going to be a seller? I assume the Bulls are going to be sellers, and that that's the right call. But it's also like. You go seven and three in your last 10, you get back Levine. If things kind of go right over the course of the next few, you could find yourselves back in the play-in mix. What is the plan? Is is that the plan to just kind of play it out? What do you think? Um, I mean, I think that Arturis Karnaschovas uh, is perfectly happy to to try to be a play-in team and sneak into the playoffs. Like I, I, I don't think that he has a guy, he is a guy that seems to have super high aspirations for building something <laughs> way better than that. Um, sure. if he did, then they probably would have already picked a different direction than what they've been doing. Um, because yeah, I mean, after Alonzo ball got hurt, like whatever ceiling this team had was gone. Um, 
And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the what I would do and what they're going to do, probably different things. Although I'll be honest, if the offers for Zach are as bad as has been reported or the fact that there are no offers at all, like, I wouldn't just dump him just to dump him. Like, I think that he's like a good enough player and I like, I don't hate watching him. Um, I, if he continues to like do what he did against the Hornets, which was like, he seemed to be actually competing again on defense and he was actively like trying to make quicker decisions with the ball and help keep the ball moving side to side, which has been like the hallmark of how they've played without him. Um, if he does that, then I'm happy to have him on the team. Like he's a really talented player. And if he, if he's fitting in great. Um, but uh, and like, I don't want to just dump him to dump him. Um, if you're getting like completely off the money with like the CP three deal and getting like a young player and a pick. Okay, fine. I'm listening. Cause like they do need to probably pivot to, um, a focus on the younger guys. Um, but I also don't think that they should like try to dump like Vucevic, um, because you still need guys to like set up your younger guys. Cause like Patrick Williams is not like a guy that is like a high level creator for himself. He, um, and even Kobe, he's been great during this stretch, but Kobe thrives off of other, other guys drawing two to the ball and then him making plays off of that. Uh, and you know, again, when Vucevic was out, you really saw what that was with only having DeMar to draw two to the ball because uh, the, the offense really went, uh, you know, into the tank. Um, so I don't know. I think they're going to probably ride it mostly out, even though everybody thinks that they're going to be sellers. Everybody thinks they should be sellers. Uh, I think they might just trade Zach and that's it. And if there are yeah. no good offers for Zach, they might just ride it out. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I think that that's like the worst idea. Um, you know, maybe you just see what happens this year and then uh, take a swing at it uh, in the off season to really shake up the team. Um, I just don't want them to like, if they, I just don't want them to resign DeMar DeRozan to a long extension. Um, you know, I like DeMar and he's been wonderful for the bulls, um, in a lot of ways. Uh, but he's pretty old. Um, he's already starting to show signs of decline. Like he's really bad now on the second night of back to backs. Um, and, uh, I think if you can get him for like what he's paid right now for like two more years, I'm interested, maybe. Sure. Um, if if it's any more years than that or any more money than that, I would probably say, see you later. Um, because it's just, where are you going? What are you doing with no, with the, with that? So, yeah i I can see a pathway where fans would probably want this team to become like the Washington Wizards or Charlotte Hornets and and find a way to get some young upside, young player draft picks, but. That's not really where this team like it's it's not the stage where this team is at. So you got to be you got to be kind of tactfully aggressive. So we'll we'll see we'll see where they go. I'm I'm curious to see what they do. Uh, any parting thoughts on the Bulls before we get out of here? Yeah, I'll just say one thing about like the the fans who want to just blow it up um and like the the just blow it up sort of ethos that is like <laughs> pretty uh popular uh amongst a certain type of media person sure this is an nba 2k you have to like if you're a fan of the team you still have to watch those games i mean unless you just check out but like i'm not gonna do that um and like most like real fans of the team are gonna keep watching the games so you can't just sim through the season 
So like if you if you're like blowing it up, you have to know that like your team is gonna suck and it's gonna suck to watch them for a while. And like the Bulls aren't like they don't they're not going anywhere. But like the last like 15, 20 games, they've been pretty fun. I've had fun. I've had a good time. Like it's it hasn't been terrible. Um, I guess it wasn't twenty games. It's like more like the last fifteen games. Like they've been good. They've been good to watch. They compete every night. They even when they get down, they fight back. Like that it's entertainment that's i want sure. them to be entertaining i want them to play fun basketball and they, i you know i like to it's like a tv show i got my guys <laughs> i get to watch my guys and they're fun to watch like i'm good but you know not everything has to be you know one way all one way or all the other like you don't have to be terrible and have no good players um uh, anyways that's my that's my rant against the blow it up Every time a team isn't going to win the championship. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. it. It would be nice to have Wemby, but then he wouldn't be a once in a generation prospect. And there are, I think, aspects of that that everybody has to remember. But the good thing about the Bulls is that they are still uh, just, I mean, Zach Levine is fun. I know that he can sometimes rub people the wrong way, but he's fun. Kobe White's fun to watch. I love watching Alex Caruso play defense. Like, that's always a joy and there are yeah, he's another movies. one that like everybody wants to trade because he's super valuable and like i get it but also i really like watching alex caruso play basketball every <laughs> night for my for my favorite team like yeah uh can i just do that can i can i just enjoy watching alex caruso play uh, like does everything have to be future focused i need people to learn uh more about um being zen and being present in the moment like enjoy the thing that's in front of you don't always be thinking about the thing that could be i think it's fair it's completely fair well uh (laughs) we will see whether they decide to go that direction or if they surprise everybody and and actually decide you know what we're gonna screw up kevin's life and we are going to uh, make this team so unhappy to watch it's gonna be great (laughs) uh He is Kevin Farragut of Dennis Podman. Really appreciate your Chicago Bulls coverage for us here at the Alley-Oop. Thank you so much, Kevin. Let's chat in six weeks, all right? Sounds great. Sounds great.